The construction industry is undergoing a huge transformation. Designers and contractors are facing new challenges every day. We are all overloaded with rising material cost, a growing skilled labor gap, increasing project complexities, and countless digital solutions. This podcast focuses on innovation through process analysis, change management, and building a culture of continuous improvement. Together, we will learn from industry leaders on how to improve workflows, increase communication, and build the future. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. It's Amanda coming to you from the Nika Innovation Overload Podcast Studio, right on the trade show floor here at Nashville 2021 Nika Convention. Please join me in welcoming our special guest, Dan Tamal, who is the faculty advisor at Illinois Institute of Technology. Dan, we're so excited that you could join us today. We're very excited to learn more about student chapters and to learn about your leadership. Tell us about how you became the IIT faculty advisor and the importance behind education in the trades. Well, thank you very much, and I'm glad to be here. As I reflect on that question, I probably could tell you a little story about a few years ago when a student in my class, right in the middle of class, raised his hand and says, Dr. Dan, if I only had one hour to live the rest of my whole life, I'd want to spend it with you in your class. And I thought, gosh, and why might that be? And he said, because it would seem like forever. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. So if you want to uh, prevent having boring, long classes and stay current, Nika is the place for you because this affords you so many opportunities to develop relationships, to grow, to go to educational seminars, stay current. And I was approached by Mr. Tim Taylor from ECA, the Industrial Contractor City of Chicago, great group there, and Mark Thomas and Carrie and others are there, and they were looking to, to partner with the university for the student chapter, and so the chair thought, you know, our department, Illinois Institute of Technology, I might be a good fit because my dad had been an electrical contractor, he owned the company in South Bend, Indiana, any Hoosiers out there, and so <laughs> I, so I thought, yeah, you know, this will be good, and it's been fantastic because I've learned and grown a lot, I've, you know, there's so many stipends grants, research, there's opportunities to learn, and particularly it's good for all the students in the school for recognition, so much fun for them, they learn, they grow. So that's kind of how I got involved. Ten years ago, it's been about a decade, folks. Yes, which is why when we were thinking like, who to bring on the podcast to speak about Nika Student Chapters, you were the first one. So we really appreciate the volunteer hours you put in, your dedication to leadership, and how you really get your students involved. So better what better way to learn more about this so how do you personally define innovation innovation to me is your ability to develop new concepts by looking at the old concepts but from a new perspective and what I mean by that would be like if anybody's old enough, remember when we had cars, we had carburetors on the cars, the Holly four barrel. And for years, people tried to perfect a better carburetor. And then one day someone came along and said, you know, it's not 
making a better carburetor is how do you get the fuel mixture into the cylinders? And so we now only have what fuel injection. Yeah. So it's an old way of looking, you know, at that concept. And then they, you bring a new one. In our business, by the way, the guy who invented the incandescent light bulb, mm-hmm. Thomas Edison, and technically, I don't know if he first invented, but he's the first to commercialize it because there's other people doing that. And he mm-hmm. put a different spin on it to, and to make it commercially viable. And they had a carbon film in it, burned out, got cloudy. The gas lamp industry says it'll never replace gas lamps. This is this is crazy, you know. And so then one day, um, a guy came along who wasn't even a metallurgist and came up with material called tungsten and cracked that problem. And then when they asked the metallurgist what's their reaction, they go, well, clearly this guy could not have been a metallurgist because if he had been one, he'd known it could never have worked. <laughs> it's too brittle. So it's not what you don't know. It's what you know it ain't so. And that's how you look at old things anew, looking at it from a different perspective. And I think if you keep that paradigm in mind as you grow and look here, that will help you to on innovation. Excellent. Yeah, I really like that. I like that perspective. Thank you. So how do you learn and keep ahead of new ideas? I mean, especially that you have students to teach, that you have so many things going on. How do you learn? I think for me personally, I've kind of know how to do that. This is like heaven for me, folks, because we're in Nashville. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and it's all electrical, Nika, and that's my background, the electrical area. Plus, we're in the music capital of the world. And my other interest in profession is music. So, huh. I, so I'm right here at home, folks. In fact, I wrote a songwriting book a couple years ago. You probably remember the movie Rocky, Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. Well, I wrote a songwriting book with Jim Peterick, who wrote that song, co-wrote the song. Nice. So that's really cool as well as others that got involved with the project so it's really great to be here and be involved with what you're really interested in and I know as a guitar player years ago when I first started wanting to learn better there's one way to do it regarding your question that is is get in the backyard where everybody's playing guitar and hang out with those people playing because you can't do it locked in your room Mm -hmm. and so Here's a great place to learn and grow because you're interfacing, engaging with other people of your interests. There's an old story. I, I thought I heard Paul McCartney want Beatle fans. So I heard Paul say once that he drove across entire Liverpool just to learn a B7. I figured it out. You know? So so that reinforces that we do. Human beings are social creatures. We yeah. need each other. And, and you have to be around people. And what better place is with our colleagues and competitors in our association mm-hmm. so where you learn and grow and you see those little ideas that you can be innovative yeah absolutely it's just like when you learn a language the best way is to immerse yourself with people around you that know that language mm-hmm. and especially being here on the trade show this is the best place to learn right now you know, you're yeah. around everyone everything and, and it's the best time to ask questions right and this famous race car driver supported exactly what you're saying because mm-hmm. he was asked what's the key to success in race race car business and he said well first of all whoever gets us to cross the line is the winner now how do you do that mm-hmm. and he said if you're in total control you're driving all the time you ain't driving fast enough 
you got to be on the edge. You're going to win that race. And so do you and me mm-hmm. and everybody here. We got to be on edge, a cutting edge. It doesn't mean to be reckless, but it does mean you got to be moving forward. People are going to pass you by yeah. and you got to stay with it. And there's countless stories that we know that companies and people have not done that and they're by the wayside. So remember to be on the edge and to stay engaged. Yeah, absolutely. Always push that box. Always be inquisitive. Yeah, you, know, you can't mm-hmm. hurt by learning something new. Yes. So big news. You are the student chapter of the year award. Third winner. time we won that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? Tell me, how does it feel? And, you know, tell us about the hard work of your leadership and, you know, your students' efforts. Uh, One of the things that allowed us to be outstanding or chapter of the year, it probably was several years ago when I was in San Francisco at the NECA, which was a cool one. We've been in Boston, folks, in Chicago and Philadelphia, Vegas. I remember in San Francisco, one of the ECA contractors, president came and we were talking. They're very supportive, the men and women. They're really, really helpful and you develop great relationships. And he says, you know, what can we do for your NECA chapter students? We need a footprint, a place for them to go at the university, maybe something. Maybe we should start a smart tech lab where we can start doing things related to what we do. Yeah. And I said, you know, that's a good idea. And the first thing I did was I talked to Frank Gertz. He's the president and owner of Gertz Electric. And I said, Frank, this is the idea. And he says, well, you need some money. What do you want? Money and resources? I said, sure. And then he just gave us a big check. He just said, here you go. Wow. We're talking about the ge- generosity of incredible yeah. people. And so Frank started first, and then we had so many people help out. Continental's been helping out. Gibson has been helping. And McWilliams to Hart to Eldridge. There's just so many people that have have really contributed and helped us develop this smart tech lab. And we got it done. I mean, I probably raised through our NECA maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars. Wow. A lot. And it's a really great place for our students. And by the way, if you got a sense of humor. Yeah. The funniest thing I think was when we had the dedication for the new smart tech lab and all everybody came in, Frank comes in and he looks at the sign. He says, how come my name's not first on that list? (laughs) (laughs) And then he's just kidding with me because we went in alphabetical order. You know, (laughs) the fairest way there is. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about your smart tech lab. What does that entail? So we do in the smart tech lab, we have a lot of LED big screens and we do all our meetings there. Our chapter meetings go there. Here's advice for anybody listening and wanting to be an advisor. Try to get a footprint, a place that they can meet. We've got posters, the old posters from that we have in the different conferences. Mm-hmm. And then we try to tie it in with the SGA, the Student Association of the University. So we're a member of NECA as a chapter. We have about 35 roughly in the country, around the country. Probably half of those are in, really engaged and involved. Mm-hmm. And you get to know the other advisors around and that's very good as well and then we get involved with the student associations which is just very good we were we won uh, advisor of the year I did I through the NECA work through the university. Oh, 
nice. So there's like we do double, triple dipping because mm -hmm. sometimes the students will get involved with uh, special projects on university. We have an IPRO program where we compete with other students. So they get involved and we've won many awards by doing that. So there's a huge tangential aspect of being NECA chapter and mm -hmm. as advisor, not only personally, but for your students. And you get a lot of recognition and you get news mm -hmm. clippings and we get all that stuff happens when you become involved. So that's a little bit of things we've yeah. done. That's excellent. And, and, you know, that goes back to we want the word out because, like you said, we, we want to get other universities up. We want to get other faculty advisors involved. Our chapters are always willing and wanting to get these programs going. So this is great to hear. So let's talk about the highlights of the student chapter program. So what are the most exciting aspects and what do your students look forward to the most? We have a lot of fun and we, <laughs> and we learn a lot and we do a lot of activities. You know, not only do they come to the conferences, I've got four students here this year. We've had several students attend and it's very hard work at times doing energy audits, innovative challenges, but there's those moments where you just have those serendipitous things that just kind of happen. And I think one that comes to mind is we had a challenge where we had to do a parking garage. So we did a parking garage. So we, of course, picked the Bears Stadium from Chicago <laughs> being there, right? So we took Soldiers Field. We took the Bears Stadium. All my students and chapter members came, you know, we all came in there, the director's explaining to us about the parking garage and how he had just completed doing this beautiful bedded epoxy paint by putting an electric vehicle station in. He had it all really nice and green, you know, and everything green, environmental, safety gold stripes and everything. And it was just gorgeous. And he said he just got it done. He was so proud of it. And then McCaskey comes in with the electric vehicle and stops and goes, who in the world did this? And he goes, I did. <laughs> and she says, well, that's maybe nice, but did you have to paint it green and gold? <laughs> now, if you're not in a football around Chicago, like Jack and others, you darn well know that the Packers are a big rivalry with Chicago Bears. So it was painted green and gold. He looked at me and says, and it's all deep in epoxy. I don't know what I should do. <laughs> so it's, it's just moments like that and you're meeting people and having those experiences. And those are the highlights of just being together, doing things like that. We've been to the Trump Tower, the Children's Hospital. We do a lot of tours and trips and outings, go to the Sox outings a lot. And ECA is very generous in, in the members, you know, in supporting us and resources and all that. Nice. Well, I mean, that brings me to, you know, a question that I have is there's some faculty advisors that are new and mm -hmm. there's some that, you know, that the chapters have mentioned may be coming on board. What advice would you give them for recruitment efforts or, or trying to get a program started? What were some of the, the best things that helped you? I think there's going to be always a little bit approach avoidance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and that's sort of psychology for all of us in life. You know, you mm -hmm. kind of want to do it, you kind of don't. Yeah. And I was like that. I was a little reluctant. You know, it's going to take some time, I thought. And I just didn't realize the huge payoff from doing this. The key to it, I think, in getting it started then is you can run a lot of, like I call like ads, or there's always uh, sign registering for classes. Try to tie it into some project class or something so that way it gets an instant group. And then as well as just having a chapter and having broadcasting the chapter meetings, getting the chapter members, you know, your local contractors to come in and you know, bring in 
in the food, the pizza, try to have guest speakers. We have tons of guest speakers and try to get it dynamic so that they're wanting to do that through those kinds of things. Excellent. Well, then let's flip the switch. Let's go to the students. So what are some of the most major things that they get a benefit out of this program? What are the things that they have loved the most? I mean, especially since you've been the faculty advisor for years. I mean, you've seen conventions, you've seen all the challenges. What would you say is like the top, top highlights? I think the top for the students would be the learning of, like they talk about BIM, but they actually do the BIM. We got the software, we actually do it. When this oh, really? last innovative one, we're yeah. doing estimating and truly doing estimating as opposed to just, you know, not just, but the academic side. So you're doing the real thing. And a lot of people might be electrical engineers and we get them from all disciplines. Mm -hmm. And they maybe never put their hands on this stuff and actually looked at it. Our local 134 has been great in working with us, and we've got a big mural in our smart tech lab, and we've got a lot of posters and things. So they learn. We've done a lot in the smart tech lab apps, and we've done automation. Mm -hmm. We've done working with light, different lighting and LEDs, and we do a lot of experiments that tied into a lot of courses and things that we can do. So you get a lot of mileage from all that. So that's nice. a little bit of what we do. Excellent. So the one thing that I want to touch on real quick is, so we have this big disconnect that I've noticed through bringing up the younger generations of going into GCs or making that separation of electrical contractors. And a lot of times, in fact, we were asking a lot of students this past one that, you know, they're all going to go GCs, which is not a bad thing. We're supporting of everything, but it's just more of the knowledge of awareness of the electrical contracting industry. So, you know, do you have any thoughts on that? To try to get more awareness yeah. of, of our, yeah. you know, with, that's always a tough struggle we do. You know, if you talk to marketing directors for companies, they'll often tell you that probably half of their marketing budget's probably just wasted. They just don't know what half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's a little bit like your question because it's sometimes difficult to see exactly how you do that. But I think if you can be more dynamic, engaging, take a personal interest in the students and bring them to job sites, bring them to those tours I was talking about, yeah. take them to those green environment places so they can look at alternative energies and try to get get them engaged in the exposure yeah. of speakers and all that, I think that is going to help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think one of the things is we were doing an exercise with the students one time and it was a, with the entire project of a, a construction job site. And one of the biggest things was there's going to be the GC, but it's also the awareness of the MEP trades and how mm -hmm. important they are. And when they communicate together how well a project goes, but when you create a separation there and you don't have an appreciation for all the different trades on that job site, it does make it difficult. So some of the things that we're looking into is to provide more education of that awareness factor of the MEP trades. And you know what will help that once they get involved in that, I'm convinced, is that human beings being social creatures, we need each other, we like the relationships, we like to have fun with each other. Once they get the satisfaction and recognition, if I were to give you your old high school yearbook or anybody <laughs> listening now, if you all of a sudden got that high school yearbook, and especially if you're older, you'd probably kind of open it to that page where you saw your own picture first, right? <laughs> to see. And and so is that true of people. They do like recognition. 
And when you started winning awards, and we've won many awards at Donating mm-hmm. Institute of Technology for doing the NECA at the university when we tied in with projects and IPRO programs and things. It's an interdisciplinary program that we do and we compete with others. And when we win the awards here, we've been finalists in several of the presentations. And of course, oh, yeah. we won first place in the video last year and then, you know, chapter year three times now. So those students, you know, really get excited. And when I do these news releases, I push their names and they get a lot of recognition. And everyone starts wanting to be involved now in doing that. So getting that recognition for the school, especially for the students, I think is really really critical and then they'll the word gets out and they find it as an interesting place to be doing and being involved if you can tie that in success starts building the program for sure yeah no i 100 percent agree that i like that so what are you most excited about at this year's convention besides uh, being the winner of the student chapter <laughs> of um, the year? yeah is that let me just talk from personally from the heart for a moment what exactly probably a few years ago i said to my wife why don't you come with me i don't remember where it was boston maybe or one of the places so she came you know because she'd been knowing i'd be leaving for a few days this time she came at the end she says why in the world happened you've been inviting me to these things all year (laughs) of these years this is like cool (laughs) this is so dynamic it's so interesting the people you meet and the fun things and I was even learning things and she's got a PhD in economics and she still really enjoyed this so what I think can be really satisfying for me especially as I told you here being in Asheville and being the music capital and having an interest in music is my wife came down and not only did she come down but it's my son's birthday today he happened to have graduated from Vanderbilt here in Nashville he did his fellowship at Vanderbilt in gastroenterology So he's a physician and was interesting that what's so cool is that tomorrow we've got Big and Rich. Well, John (laughs) Rich is speaking tomorrow morning and he just happens to his chair of the GI and he happened to live across the street behind Big Kenny. So, you know, so Big and Rich. So uh, that's kind of cool. I mean, that's keeps you young. And so that is exciting. Exactly. So I'm kind of excited to just have all that connection and have my kid be here and he's going to come in and my wife is here and her mother's in Crossville and it's just like that dynamic of the personal fun of people and knowing people and the connections is fantastic. And then you couple that with all the learning we're doing, you know, the yes. vast amount of educational programs. I got all my students virtually watching the program and they're required to attend at least two sessions. Then they do analysis on it and they present a PowerPoint as to how can they improve what we did with our last innovation challenge. And we were fourth, I think, fifth place we got this year and just missed top three. We're trying to improve on that. And so they're all got their assignments. And Mm -hmm. so when I go back, we'll be working and debriefing and looking what we learned. They'll present things. So it's two things. One, it's it's just a load of fun being here personally with the music and my kids and family and all Mm -hmm. that and the people you know. And then the other thing is all that you learn and grow from being with Nika. I think that is the best part when you can combine both worlds 
worlds of the industry that you work in and the students you're working with, but you bring in the family and you get to have fun. I mean, what a better city than to have fun in. I mean, last yeah. night was just crazy, even trying to go down one block. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, tried to, I thought I'd jump in a taxi cab and I thought, well, wait a minute. This yeah. is not going to work. I'll just walk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like all the major cities, right? When they're. <laughs> but I really like hearing, you know, signing up the rest of your kids for the virtual aspect. I mean, if a lot of people don't know, especially our listeners, all of convention will be on the virtual platform and it will be there for 30 days. So if you missed any education sessions, there was two sessions at the same time and you missed one. You're able to go back and go look at it. So it's great to hear that you're having your students take full advantage of convention. Cool. Yes. Yeah. So what's one takeaway that you want to leave with our listeners? The one takeaway that I would say is probably the most important thing, and it's where we started this conversation, that I'm sure that all the contractors would agree with me. The one takeaway is relationships. Things happen through relationships. Yeah. And there's no better place to build relationships but here. And you build those relationships with whether it be personally, where you know you're meeting the music people, stars, or you're building relationships with contractors and professors and vendors and the NECA organization and people. That's the key takeaway is there's no better places to do that because you can't do it sitting in an office in, in a university. It doesn't work that way. You know, you can only learn so many songs on ultimate guitar tabs <laughs> sitting there by yourself. you got to get out there, and this is the best place to do that. I absolutely agree, and that's something where quite a few students have come up to me saying, I, I want to network where are the contractors, and I just said everywhere. I said, yeah. go introduce yourself. Go look at their name badges, and that's something, especially in our industry, industry is word of mouth and trust is huge. And you know what one student said to me, if you don't mind, I'm, no, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm of course. You know, hesitant to say this, but I'll just <laughs> tell you anyway. One student came back and said to, to the class, so what'd you pick up? And the, the student said, not only was it educational and a lot of fun, but I was in a room with probably more millionaires than I had ever been yeah. in my life. <laughs> and I just didn't think about it from that perspective, that these were presidents and major people of major contracting companies. We were talking yesterday with the Continental who did the Sears Tower in Chicago, which was like cool. And they mm-hmm. said, you did the Sears Tower? Yeah, our company did. And so the <laughs> students go, oh, I get it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> the whole Sears Tower. You know? So, oh, cool. so that, that is very fascinating to hear their perspective on things like that. Remember relationships, build those relationships and this is a place to yeah, do it. Absolutely. And you, you know, like you said, I mean, these contractors are so down to earth. They're amazing people. And like you said, I mean, some of these guys literally made a business from zero and have made multi-million dollar yes, companies. Exactly. So, and grounded as they are, they're really, yes. you would never know by talking to them. They're very generous and they want to give back and yes. they're looking for people like you who want to be an advisor and the students to build a program and they'll support you. Yes, absolutely. Dan, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. I mean, we talked about student chapters. We talked about the city. We talked about music. Yep, music. (laughs) We talked about some of the best practices to get student chapters involved. And especially anybody out there who wants to talk with faculty advisors or learn more, contact us and we'll get you connected. Yeah, and I've gotten emails from people. I'm starting one. Can you give me tips? So they can always email 
It's just my last name, tomo.it.edu. And so <laughs> I'm always that. willing to help. And because I, I volunteer and do this and I've been doing it for a decade and I plan to continue. It's It's been really a good run. So, And we really appreciate that. And that's, again, why we wanted you on here. We want to showcase that. So thank you so much. And for those interested in accelerating your business and taking your great ideas to the practical execution, remember that the January cohort of the Innovation Institute is accepting nominations now. Feel free to reach out at innovation at and we look forward to hearing your view of innovation and the challenges ahead.